Welcome back, my fellow football fans, to another episode of the Football Mundial Podcast. Uh, we've got a pretty interesting episode. You know, I'm sure everybody knows the news by now. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with our introductions, though. You know, first things first, Daniel uh, Valdez, how you doing, bro? Doing good, bro. It was a good little weekend. Exciting news. I mean, it was crazy. It's been kind of just blowing up. Everything's been blowing up and just kind of see how things turn around so quickly. Yeah, literally everything. Everything changed Sunday night. Monday morning. Uh, uh, Daniel Grijalva, how you doing, man? Uh, doing pretty good, bro. I mean, uh, it's going to be a fun episode, honestly. It's exciting news. You have definitely some... talk about it. You have definitely some wild, wild news. Uh, I don't know. It's felt kind of weird. It almost feels fake. Like, it doesn't feel like all oh, this is actually... Like, the yeah. way the news is coming out and the news that has came out. I guess we could just jump straight into it. Um, essentially, 12 teams have proposed the what would be called as the Super League, and it's essentially um, would be replacing the Champions League. I don't, I don't see a world where both the Champions League and the Super League would coexist. Um, essentially what the Super League was is 20 total teams would be competing in a, like a table, right? Three points for a win, one point for a draw, zero for, for a loss, so on. Um, there was 15 teams who are guaranteed to be in this tournament forever and always. They're the grandfather teams or they're the, the established uh teams right so we knew 12 of them were confirmed an additional three uh would be would be added and the last five spots were just going to be based on your previous season's performance right so um i I, there wasn't any exact criteria as to where that was going to come from i think that's one of the immediate questions people had um there was a lot of concerns a lot of questions people had about this but uh for i I guess the first place to start was where where was your guys kind of headspace and what did you guys think when you first first heard about this news um i don't know to me it was kind of it was kind of crazy but i knew i didn't know it was fake but i knew like it wasn't really necessarily gonna happen or i assume because i felt like it was just them trying to uh like i don't know do something like prove a point to fifa or, or uefa like i don't know like to make them change their their ways as well. Like, I mean, because we all know they're not, like, the best organizations. And, I mean, they do honestly need to be checked. And it's just – it was kind of crazy, but I, I kind of knew realistic, realistically it wouldn't happen. Yeah, no, I, I was, like, the like the other way around. I actually thought it would it would happen. Like, it ran through my mind. Just, like, just like because of the power, the power that these teams have and just, like, the – just the way I mean, they've been complaining like about the Champions League, and then uh, we know about like the debt that a lot of these teams have, yeah. and like this was like a, like this was gonna create a huge amount of revenue, like a bunch of money was gonna come in. Like yeah, like Spurs building a brand new stadium, and then COVID kind of took a toll on that. Madrid building theirs right now. You know, mm-hmm. Barca like the debt they have. So I actually thought it w- it was gonna happen, but it's it's crazy, especially because just how some American owners are are involved as well. So I don't know. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like a, an Americanized mindset. And I think if we look like, at the owners who were really pushing it, uh, it was Agnelli, uh, U.S. president, Florentino Perez, of course, the one who is running everything. He's he's kind of seemed to be like the mastermind or the person kind of behind the whole Super League, at least putting it together. And the Glazers, right, the American owners for Manchester United. From what I've heard, those are the three that were really pushing for this. Um, and it, it kind of makes sense when you look at those three teams. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure United's in pretty big debt. And with American owners who who have, at least in the past, seemed to just kind of only care about um, financial situation and not so much a sporting plan, right? And I guess you can kind of say the same thing for Juventus. Um, 
because clearly this, this sporting plan isn't the best it's been in the past couple of years. And, you know, the whole Pjanic Barca deal with uh, Pjanic and Arthur was is a bit fishy. And it seems like both clubs are just trying to benefit, like, on the financial and, like, on their book side of things. Um, and, you know, same thing with Real Madrid. I mean, that's what, that's what all these, these companies are. They're the companies, right? Yeah, they're football teams at the end of the day, but they're trying to generate the money. And, and it's not a surprise um, that we saw this. And I remember a while back, maybe like a year or two ago, there was a football leak. So there was a, a bunch of things being leaked. Um, and I think the European Super League was one of them. And and a lot of people were kind of doubting it. A lot of people were speculating. But I think it's clear what the teams are trying to, to get from this, right? They're trying to um, either... Like, like you said, get their teams out of debt. But um, I think they kind of succeeded in what their goal was. Maybe maybe not in the right way. Maybe they didn't do it the right way. But it sounds like the Champions League format that was originally supposed to be announced, uh, most of the teams didn't didn't like it or it didn't give them the money or the matches that they necessarily wanted, right? And I think that's why uh, this kind of came so randomly, um, kind of unofficial in a way, right? I, I, you would expect, like, these teams to come out with, like, a like a real statement, a real video or something, right? Like these are the 12, 12 of the biggest teams in the world. And I mean, they got it right. They got the new Champions League format in, in a way uh, for 2024, 2025 season. I mean, originally the Champions League format has been what? Eight groups of four teams. So a total of 32 teams. You play each team in your group twice and the top two teams move on to the round of 16. However, now with this new format, which was actually announced, you know, maybe like about six hours ago today on April 20th, um, they'll be increasing from 32 teams, to 36 teams. And instead of doing eight groups of four, now they're going to do games against 10 different teams. So you're going to play a bunch of different teams, teams, uh, you know, the top teams in Europe, of course, and half of your games are going to be home. Half of your games are going to be away. And it's your usual point system, like I said, three points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss. And then your top eight move on to the round of 16. However, from then on, you'll have nine through 24, which are going to be seated one through 12. And they're going to play each other to try to get into the last 16. So, you know, the eight winners there will move on and play the top eight. It's a bit confusing, um, but it, it seems like this is kind of what they wanted, right? They wanted more games, uh, more games against big teams and a, a bit more of a variety in these games. Yeah, I, I kind of think that they did get what I, I don't think they ever meant for it to actually happen. I think, yeah. like you said, it was more like just like a, to put pressure on FIFA and UEFA to kind of get what they what they wanted. Because I just, I mean, it was just like you said, it happened so like so fast, like so random, like you know, like and then like you know, like all this the, the all these things like what FIFA 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 was saying about you know like they're not being able to play World Cup, like the players mm -hmm. banning them from like the the domestic leagues. So it's just all kind of too fast. So I mean, pretty sure it wasn't actually gonna happen. And then um, it's just kind of like you said, uh, Fed is behind all of it. Like you know, it's it's probably like the only president who we know is not at risk of losing his job, or you know, he's just kind of he's been kind of having like a dictatorship at Madrid. Yeah, know? I mean, he didn't he have has... competition in the presidential election. He's the only one running for it. Yeah. So like you know, you put him at the head, like he becomes like nothing's really gonna happen. You see like what happened with with United CEO who's set to resign in at the end of 2021. So, I mean, I kind of think they did get what they wanted. I mean, it's something different. I just, I mean, when I first thought of the Super League, I actually thought it was going to happen, but just like, you know, like as soon as the news settles in, you kind of know that maybe maybe it wasn't a realistic 
realistic thing that's actually going to happen. And but. let's be honest, like, yeah, uh, UEFA and FIFA are saying, um, like, we're going to ban anybody who plays in this from playing in our domestic leagues and the World Cup, the Euros. They, they came out saying of everything, right? But realistically, do you really think that FIFA is going to ban Messi from participating in a World Cup? Do you really think um, Ronaldo is not going to go to the Euros? Like, I just don't see a world in that uh, world where that happens simply because these players are how the money, you know, how the views are coming in. And if you don't have these top players, let's be honest, views are going to be down a lot, especially the mainstream viewers. You know, I might still watch because I'm a I'm a big fan of the game. I'm gonna watch, I watch shitty teams play. Sorry, that's a bad word to use. I watch um, lower table teams play. You know, just because I have nothing else to do, I guess. <laughs> but. Um, you know, your average casual fan isn't going to watch if Messi's not playing, if Ronaldo's not playing. And and in some weird way, I think the clubs had leverage in this argument. And, um, you know, they're the ones who are the big brands. Like, what is La Liga going to be without Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid? Is, is they, La Liga even going to bring in that revenue? They even, I, I'm pretty sure I saw that they said that even if uh, uh, Real Madrid, Barca, and Atletico, they all play in the Super League. They, that they would still let them play in La Liga because, I mean, they know that they bring in all that money, those three teams alone. I mean, you know? Exactly, exactly. So I feel like UEFA kind of had no other option, right? It's either go into a war with all these clubs. And, I mean, from like now we saw all the clubs pull out, so they might have won regardless. But if UEFA didn't come out with this, this new plan, and um, from what I'm hearing, UEFA even offered all Premier League clubs. This is something that just came out, so it, don't quote me on this, but uh, UEFA offered all the Premier League clubs a uh, crazy amount of money, which is why they just all stepped down. Um, so I guess they kind of pressured them into doing making this decision to change, and they, like we said, you know, they kind of got what they wanted. But I think a lot of responsibility has to be put on these teams. Um, for example, Barcelona, Real Madrid, these are clubs who – you know, are the biggest in the world, and the debt that they have is kind of ridiculous. Let's be completely honest here. Um, certain clubs are—I I guess certain clubs are managed differently. Certain clubs have the wealthy owners, but for the clubs, for these big clubs to be in that much debt, like if if a different club goes through that, I mean, let's look at Leeds United for example. They—they they were a club who, you know, was in the Champions League semifinal, who was challenging for a Premier League. They mismanaged their money, and what did they have to do? They had to fall all the way down. I think all the way down to the third division uh, in England. And they had to work their way up and they're back. But that was due to the mismanagement of the team. So if Barcelona has to suffer as a Barca fan, you know, it's it's nobody's fault to blame but Bartomeu or the people that were running. And, and I think, you know, you have to suffer at some point. You can't just take the high road and say, I'm in this tournament where nobody else can join and I can't and I can't fall out of it, you know? It's just, I mean, at the end of the day, like, um, like the people who are running this thing or like creating it are business people, you know. They're not. Yeah. I mean, maybe they do like the game, but I mean, their business, their their priority is to make money. And as much as like fans, you know, they have the passion for the club, or I mean, at the end of the name, the the, the club is a brand. They're brands mm-hmm. that, that they sell, you know. So I mean, you gotta look at it that way too. But it's just obviously like it's just hard to change everything. Just how the 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 whole football world has worked. I mean, you take example like the. The Mexican League, and there's no relegation there anymore, and it's just, it's kind of you end up at the bottom of the table and you pay, some some like a certain amount, and then you stay there, and it's just kind of, it's kind of ridiculous, you know, it's kind of takes the fun away from the game. Yeah. And I mean, 
even if this was created, you got to look at the rest of the teams, you know? I'm pretty sure they were suffer. They would probably disappear. Because a lot of times, they bring in a lot of revenue when these big clubs come to play them. Or when mm-hmm. they go, you know, when they play these games. Yeah. So you got to look at that. Or who would watch those games, you know? I mean, no disrespect, but who's going to watch a Newcastle, Crystal Palace? Like, who's going to look forward to those type of games as well? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely... No, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. But, I think the big I wanted to ask was, like, what if the, the league is, would happen? I mean, that would be kind of, like, the biggest kind of football, like, news ever that would happen in, in our era, at least. And it's just kind of crazy to ask your, ourselves, like, like, what if this actually went through and, like, what would what would actually happen to all these teams and how everything would go? I mean, especially with all the news that came out as well. I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, I actually told you guys this when it came out, um, and I, when I told you guys that we definitely had to record the podcast. That you know, this might be the biggest news that we ever like lived through. Although it didn't happen, although um, you know, it didn't completely go through. The Champions League format did kind of change to how the teams would want. You know, more of a table style where you're playing a lot of teams, as we said, and and, and the big money bonus is coming. Was was is coming? I'm sorry, which is you know kind of suspicious thing. You know, out of originally, uh, UEFA wasn't going to be able to. You know give this money and now, and now that the super league is coming up as a competition you know they're able to put together four billion dollars potentially you know eight million dollars to to the new champions league format which is it's a bit weird um i forgot where i was kind of going with this oh yeah, yeah yeah but just just this news in general um you know like the 12 12 of the biggest clubs in the world just stepping up and completely going against uefa and fifa you know just just to try to get the the change that they need and that they want it's it's insane. I, I mean, I think it was a good thing as well, just standing up to, to FIFA, especially because, you know, it's like the, it's like they run everything and who, who when they make a mistake, who goes against them, you know, like who blames them or anything. And it's like, like Perez was saying, like, we don't know how much these guys win. Like, everything else is transparent. Like, how much the players get paid, their transfers, their, their bonuses, but we don't know how much. I didn't even know who the president of UEFA was. Like you don't know, you don't know how much they're winning or where they make their money from. It's just called kind of suspicious. And like you're saying, they just bring up this money to to change the the Champions League format or nowhere, and it's just it gets a little suspicious as well. But at the end of the day, I mean, the clubs did get what they wanted, so I mean that's that's probably like the the, and I mean it's better for the fans as well. But just going touching on Daniel's thing a little bit, I feel like if it did go through, many would still watch it. You know, I feel like it wouldn't be a, a fail. Obviously, it, nobody likes change at first. We naturally don't like change, but I feel like it's something that we would get used to. About lower teams, I don't know what would happen to them. Honestly, I don't think if they would be able to survive or how would that affect everything else. But, I mean, that competition in general, I feel like most of us would watch it. Yeah, one of the things uh, a lot of people bring up about it, like you said, is just the, the gap in between you know the, the teams that are always guaranteed in it and are always going to get this money. And, you know, the guys who... Who are mid table, bottom table? Like, what's the incentive to finish top five? You're gonna get some more money, but you're not gonna get that Champions League football. I mean, this is how hypothetical. If there was a Super League, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of questions on how those mid table teams to like lower table teams. How are they gonna get money? What is there another competition for them to play in? Blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. The way the way it is right now, I think it's. I mean, it's obviously there's no perfect way for anything, but I mean, it's it's a good, 
it's the right way to do things probably i mean you look at laser city and they had that one the wonderful year where they won it they lost a couple players but they still they still managed to 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 put their money to good use you know they they didn't fall back to you know neither fight there i think they're third right now in the premier league so you don't see them falling back to like the, the mid table lower 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 table but it's just one of the things if you know if you have the people who can control kind of like the, the 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 money and can actually put it to good use you can have a competitive squad because i mean lacers Lace city right now is probably more competitive than than arsenal you know who's ninth so they, Spurs. they know how to do the right thing it's just a matter of what like you were saying if you can manage the money something that Leeds didn't know how to do back in their day mm-hmm. that's also another good uh, thing that you said about like how teams like Arsenal and Spurs, they were, they're going to be in these 12 teams supposed to be for the Super League. And I mean, they're teams that, I mean, they haven't even, either of them haven't even won a Champions League. I mean, are they even big teams anymore still? Like, I mean, they're both really like not doing their best right now. So, so it's just a question of are all these teams, even Juventus right now, they're not having, they're not doing their best either. I mean, are these teams the 12 best actually? or? Yeah, there was. A, I wish I would have saved it now. Looking back on it, but there was a tweet. It was about like the teams who, who just played this last weekend, who had just been announced into the Super League, right? And it's like Real Madrid drawing zero zero to Hitafe, uh, Juventus losing one zero to Atalanta, and these and there was a couple more. I believe Arsenal might, might have drew, uh, drew a match. It was it was a pretty long list, and these are all teams who, who are in the Super League and. And it, it just shows that just because you don't have the money, just because you don't have, um, you know, the big names, it, it, like you said, as long as you have the sporting plan, as long as, as you have a good, like Real Sociedad, you know, is an example for La Liga in, in, instead of, uh, instead of England, and that's I think that's what really should be getting rewarded. And you know, the last reports are saying that the Super League is completely canceled. There's like four or five reports right before we hopped on this, so I I think it's kind of good that we waited a little bit. Um, but you know, I'm glad everything has kind of stayed how it is. Um, I'm sure these teams, it seems like some of them may keep pushing for it. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen in these kind of situations, but you know, I'm glad that new Champions League format was proposed. It, it seems like it could be interesting. It could be fun, but you know, like you said, people don't really like change at first and it's difficult to say 20 years, 30 years down the line, if. Uh, you know this this did go through and this did happen whether you know people would like it and, and let's let's be completely honest I'm sure people do and I don't want to buy I'm not, I mean I'm sure people will or people would have if if the Super League happened and um, it's kind of hard to say that right now because I feel like everyone would just attack you oh you don't love football and this and that but I just it's hard to see a something like that failing like in terms of like the you know the viewership the intensity um all that yeah just just like all the commercial like the the money put into commercials going for it you know just bring it up it would be hard to feel like you said it's just yeah i mean what because you know there were supposedly going to be 15 like the founder clubs and yeah. they still needed three and like you look at europe and who's those three because i mean Bayern Bayern said they weren't joining psg said they weren't joining so like who do you who would you even plug plug in for those for those other three spots um, I think Ajax is a deserver, just because they've they're always in the Champions League. Um, you know they make decent runs and they just have the history of winning it. But the the one thing I do want to bring up is I think that if 
the Super League did go through. All of the, obviously, this is all hypothetical, and I think everything was to happen. I think PSG and Bayern Munich would just end up joining. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, think that the sure. Super League and I don't think Florentino Perez would want to turn down the opportunity to get these bigger brands in here. Just to, you know, it's just going to generate more revenue at the end of the day. And I, I, that's all they really care about. Yeah. But I mean, they kind of got what they wanted, like we said. I mean, they got what they wanted. Everything's kind of the same. And I mean, obviously, it did kind of need a new a new change, you know, the, the Champions League format. Yeah. It was kind of, I mean, no one really liked the group stages. And if you, if people who went there were because they wanted to watch the big teams play at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you guys watch, I guess we can kind of move away from this. We can always come back to it, but oh, a bit big things from the weekend Barcelona finally getting the Copa del Rey title I feel like um, you know big big 4-0 victory over Athletic Club did struggle a little bit to get the first goal but once they did come the rest followed and it's been a bit weird because it's just been overshadowed obviously by by the news same thing with Real Madrid dropping points um, you know I put the the La Liga title like we I feel like we say this every episode or at least I say this every episode but, you know, the La Liga fight for first place is tighter than ever. And um, currently, Barcelona is five points behind Atletico. Uh, but they do have the game in hand. So they could cut down to two. And Madrid's just three points behind, right? We still have Atletico and Barca coming up. So it's it's kind of weird, like, with all this news happening and everything happening to try to focus on games or to try to look at games. Like, yesterday, I was trying to watch Leeds and Liverpool and... I was trying to watch it, but I'm just on Twitter the whole time. I'm like, what's what's the next news? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. What what are they? What's the next breaking thing? Or who's gonna get banned? Or I don't know. I was I was just waiting for something to happen. It's hard. It seems like news is kind of dying out though. Yeah, it does honestly it seems like it's dying out. But yeah, I mean, it, Barca did struggle a little to get that first goal. But I mean. I really like this team. I mean, I feel like their their mentality honestly changed a lot because, I mean, usually Barca go late into the games and they haven't scored and you're not, like before you weren't sure if they were going to score and now they score a lot of late goals and it's just, I feel like it, it's, it has a lot to do with mentality. Mentality, Like they're just really hungry and they, they just want it at the end or, I mean, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, a trophy is always good no matter what the trophy is. I mean, just having Madrid drop those points, you know, it kind of uh, erases a little bit the, the loss at El Clasico. Uh, it's just the momentum, the momentum's there now, you know, it's, they just they just come back, they win the league, and now they're, they're, they see Madrid dropping points. You can go two points behind uh, Atletico and you still have to play them. It's, it's in your hands. At the end of that, that's, that's the best thing that could possibly happen to the team, have, have destiny in their hands, you know, the, the future. Um, not depend on anything else. Then Madrid, I didn't, I didn't watch the Madrid game, but I did see a couple of tweets saying that Courtois was their best player. So it looked like they could have even lost the game. Yeah. That Courtois had some couple of big saves, and it's, I mean, it's, it, I don't want to say it's over for them either, but, jeez, you just come back from winning the Clásico and then you just drop points to to Getafe. It's a little bit tough. I mean, yeah. I don't know. One of the weird things was like their squad list. It was just depleted. Uh, Carvajal was out. Valverde tested positive, or not tested positive, he he was around someone who was positive uh, a little bit before the game, so he ended up getting out last minute. Mandy's out, Vasquez is out, Ramos is out, the whole back line is out, I think Militao was out. Um, so it was like the, the four defenders that they had literally had to play, they had to bring up one from Casilla, 
um casemiro was out i think i think it was suspension right um yeah yeah benzema was out like oh, yeah. so i i think he might have just started on the bench but i'm pretty sure he was out as well so <laughs> this roster was i think 13 14 people and um I was looking at the bench and I think they only had like one or two like actual Madrid players that weren't from Casilla that, that were on the bench. Yeah. And that's when I tweeted out that our 6v6 team had more subs than Madrid. <laughs> Madrid did for that game. Um, but yeah, and I mean, even this next game, right? They still have the next game against Cadiz. They still have Carvajal who's out, uh, Valverde's out, Mendy's out, Vasquez is still out, Ramos is still out. So, I mean, that's basically their whole starting back line, right? The they have basically three right backs out in Carvajal, Vasquez, and Valverde. So, you know, it's just, Zidane's going through some things over there, man. Zidane's having a difficult time. Especially because they have the, the Champions League coming up as well. Yep, yep, yep. What is that? A week a week from today, right? Or a week from tomorrow? One of those? 27? Yeah, a week. Yeah. Well, I guess the interesting thing is to see how those matches come out, right? Supposedly, Madrid is banned. Uh, I don't know. There's so much news about they're playing, they're not playing. Uh, all three teams, you know, PSG could be crowned champions if all three teams are removed. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't see, I don't see uh, Wayfog canceling the, the, the Champions League. Yeah, and just giving PSG <laughs> the title. I, I think if, if anything were to happen, they'd replace the three teams. But even then, it's, it's kind of weird yeah. to bring in the teams that lost yeah. already. Well, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, like, who do you bring in from, from Madrid, like, the Madrid bracket? Uh, the three that lost would have been, I think it's Porto. Because Liverpool, Liverpool was in Oh, the, that's true. Uh, I was going to say Porto, Liverpool. <laughs> I forgot who the report Portland was. Portland Dortmund could, could go Yeah, in. Porto, Dortmund, it's, oh, Bayern. It was Bayern. Oh, Bayern. Yeah, but, I mean, we don't know if that's actually going to happen. And I mean, assuming it does, I'm, I'm going to assume it does it for now. Uh, I'm just going to yeah. expect those four teams just because there's so much that could happen and that should happen and rather just wait for like an actual serious report. Yeah. No, because I, because from what I heard, like what I read a couple there is that they would kind of just be like forgiven and like, you know, like basically coming, like they came to their senses. So it's like not a big deal as long as they don't like actually leave, I guess. Yeah. I heard that Um, they're really mad at Barca or I think it's Madrid and Barca. They just seem like the ones that were kind of spearheading this, they're the ones that were like, uh, that really like set this up. So, I don't know. I, I feel like they'd definitely be punished in some way. Yeah, probably. But especially, I think definitely Real Madrid will. <laughs> I I think a twenty point deduction will be fine from the table. Removing from the Champions League. I lost League. to Chelsea, and I lost to Chelsea. <laughs> they probably just yeah, they'll probably hand Chelsea the, the semi. The refs, they're gonna give, they're gonna pay the refs. Gee. Against Madrid, that'd be a once in a lifetime thing. But <laughs> well, yeah, uh, who everybody pulled out? Do you know actually who pulled out? I haven't. I just know I, that I Chelsea know, and City and no, uh, I know all the Premier League teams have pulled out as far yeah. as I know. And then I think yeah, Barca I think it was all six actually. I haven't heard anything from the Italian clubs though. I don't know if if what's what's going on in there. Yeah, yeah, because I think after the meeting, they said that City was the only team to drop out, and then like a couple af like a couple minutes later, like they supposedly said all all Premier League teams are gonna drop out because the UEFA was gonna give them some kind of like compensation and you know just to keep them. And I heard Boris Johnson, the 
from England was was really like trying to stop everyone from from joining the league. I'm sure he's connected to like something that he would have benefited if all the teams stay. You know, whether it's like Sky Sports or something. I'm sure he's somehow. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know about the Italian teams, what's going on in there, but I know that, like the English teams are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about the Italian teams either. And uh, Atletico had left, but they said that they're staying in. And same with Barca. For Barcelona, the, the socios are supposed to vote oh. ultimately on what happens. And, you know, I guess we'll see what happens there. From what I've heard, a lot of Spanish media and Spanish fans are kind of for the, for the Super League. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, the socios don't, I, I guess when you look at like Barca, Twitter, it doesn't really tell the full story because so many, they're not the ones voting, right? They, a lot of people on Twitter are like younger, or, yeah. uh, around our age. So a lot of the socios would maybe, you know, I feel like they, especially the position that Barcelona is in, I feel like, you know, that money would, would be huge for them. And I, I, that's why a lot of teams are doing this, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're getting a lot of money from this league. Yep. Or were I know like in England is like the biggest deal though like that's like probably because yeah. like, they have like the, the most clubs joining but even then like like Gary Neville or I think it was and whatever, Jamie Carragher or whatever what is yeah. it yeah 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 on Sky Sports like, take out like the, their owner like the they don't want FSG to to be in, involved with Liverpool or something like that yeah yeah. Going yeah oh yeah it's stadiums are like leaving banners and yeah it's getting crazy man. It's getting nuts. I, I feel like in England, they really, they really like pride those the lower leagues, and you know they really care about like the yeah. the culture. You know their fans, they they really like to be connected. So I think that's definitely why they don't they don't want to see something like this to go through. Um, and I mean I don't blame them. It would the the way that they were introducing this though, it, it was giving me a lot of like NBA. Uh, NFL vibes like there was supposed to be like a salary cap which is 55% of the incoming revenue um, like the refs are going to be mic'd up to like to tell you exactly what what the controversial decision was it, it was just giving like a lot of American NBA, revenue, like trying to yeah trying to get as much like money as you can bringing the fans in as much as you can and I mean in some way that's good like we said we, we've already kind of been through it but it's just like I don't know, like, the, like the American sports, like the way it's set up, like teams can tank seasons, yeah, uh, you know, like rebuild three, four years, and like those years are kind of like wasted. Like, that's one of the issues is how, how do you, I guess in like the NBA, there's an incentive for being bad, right? You're gonna get, like, you don't have to. First of all, you don't have to pay bad players a lot of money. Um, secondly, usually, usually, there's always bad contracts. Um, secondly, like bad teams are gonna get draft picks. So like, what's the compensation for being bad here? Is the one are you just getting money? I, I mean, I I'd assume it's just the fact that you're in it and you're getting the money is the compensation. But I guess there was a lot of questions, and I think that's one of the problems with the Super League is that it's not, it's not. Um, there's a lot of holes holes in it, and it seems like they kind of just threw this out there and like right now. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't really, it didn't seem like it was something that they were going to go through with. So, yeah. it was kind of, you know, it wasn't really, like, like, complete. Like, it wasn't, like, specific or anything like that. Apparently, Agnelli really resigned from Juventus now. I don't know, that's the second time that reports come out, but 
Jeez. I mean, Ed Woodward stepped down, though. And supposedly the Glazers on a Saudi United. <laughs> Aren't you Conor United? McGregor friend, tweeted that he wanted to buy them. Who? Conor McGregor. He tweeted that he wanted oh, yeah. to buy them. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. It would. I mean, um, he's yeah. Irish, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's good news for United, too, though. I mean, they kind of, all the supporters really kind of hate Ed Woodward. And, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, with with they have kind of like the reason they have reasons to 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 have that hate against them too. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at United's like sporting like plans and stuff, and it's kind of all over the place. And the track record, like just how they've been performing the last ten years or so. I mean, other than this year that they got second, this has been pretty pretty bad ever since Fergie left. Yeah. Let's see, and then Liverpool's out of Champions League spots. Just to throw that out there. What happened? Liverpool's out of Champions League spots still. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. And, I mean, now the fact that they're knocked out, they would have had to win it to continue. So, scary looking for him. Yeah. They just look completely... I know Salah was benched against Leeds. I mean, there's some... To be honest, there's some... The next time we record, um, there will have been, like, some pretty okay, good, big games. Um, Guys is playing Barca tomorrow... Or, I'm sorry, Guys is playing Madrid tomorrow on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we have Barca-Getafe. But then Saturday, we have Madrid-Betis, which is a pretty good one, and Villarreal-Barca. That was a good game. Yeah, yeah those are all big games. Uh, at least those last two. And, I mean, they could change the, the positions for the for the table a little bit. And then what uh, what else happened? Uh, Chelsea knocked out City in the FA Cup. Yeah, that's true. You guys are going to the FA Cup final. Who, who is, who's the other uh, team? Basically. Leicester. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you gotta feel good in that one, right, Daniel? Uh, That's yeah. Obviously, obviously that's City, Man team, City, but... but yeah, they're a good team. So we'll see how the game goes. I mean, so supposedly last time Chelsea won Champions League, they won the FA Cup too, and they, I don't know, it's like a bunch of like <laughs> this stuff is like is going like towards their way like it seems like it's written again for them to win it but yeah, we'll see the fact that they changed managers and stuff huh yeah middle of the season oh so you're feeling good is what you're saying I don't yeah about i those mean chances <laughs> they lost to porto but it's okay i mean they're still I mean, through yeah did you guys uh, see the goal that was scored a banger yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty it was good disgusting I mean, I hope I hope nothing happens to the Champions League at least, man. That at least this season, um, like I, I hope that the way the games are set up are are left alone, and we have Real Madrid scheduled to play Chelsea. We, we will cover those episodes. We'll, we'll probably do them separately, right? Yeah. And then PSG City right after, which I think that's one. That's probably the match that everyone really, really wants to watch. PSG City. That's gonna be a good game. Absolutely. Um. I mean, for the most part, I think I think we covered like we kind of gave our thoughts, and um, I, I guess there was so much news, there's so much fake news. This you, you just don't know what to trust exactly. But I think for the most part, we kind of just covered everything. Right, we have Bayern saying no. Um, yeah, the the package that UEFA is working the to kind of like counteract the Super League. It was started a budget of four point five billion, but could go up to seven billion. So I think that's even more than uh, the Super League was proposing, right? I think it was like three point eight. Super League was proposing. Um, I think it was like four point three, yeah, three point eight. Oh, okay, okay. 
and and there is less teams in the Super League, so that's split up amongst less teams, so it is more money, ultimately. But yeah. I mean, you know, like we said, ultimately that's what they wanted. They wanted a, a Champions League format where uh, Liverpool and Barca don't come up once every ten years, right? You're gonna play them, you're gonna see them, and like the I feel this new format is gonna allow for for the kind of drama in in those situations. Right. Uh, what's a, what's another good example? I guess. I mean, Real Madrid Chelsea is the first time being played in like like twenty some years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's true. And I I think that was one of the problems the last Champions League format that that some people brought up. Um, you can make the argument that that's what makes like those matchups special, right? That they only come once every decade. That they come once every five years or so, depending on the teams. But I think now that you're gonna play ten different teams within the initial stage that's not even counting like knockouts i mean at that point you're going to play 11 with the round of 16 12 with quarters 13 semis 14 different teams in the champions league season so i mean in three good. four years you're probably going to play every single team at least once yeah because it's usually it's almost around the same team. teams what's up like with the like the the overload of the players of the games yeah yeah that's true it's a lot more games now. Yeah, damn. I see, like true. in England, you know where they have those like three domestic competitions, four domestic competitions. I think it is three or four. I wonder if they'll just have to start it earlier during the season and just more consistently throughout the season. You know what I mean? Because I uh, should just have Champions less League. international breaks. <sighs> Only maybe. I think that's what. <laughs> I think that's what would help. Yeah, if only. Yeah, but I was going to say, I don't know if the national teams are going to want that. Oh, another piece. Uh, Mourinho was <laughs> sacked by Spurs. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, he was sacked. Did he post it on his Instagram? <laughs> about the paparazzi? He was, yeah. He's hilarious, yeah, man. Yeah. He's a, his Instagram is so funny. Yeah. I can't believe... Uh, sacked three times in a row, though. Yeah. I heard... Um, I don't remember exactly where I heard it, but someone said that they tallied up um, like what Mourinho's gotten in like contracts that have been um, where he's been fired, and it's totaled up to I think they said over a hundred million dollars, which is crazy. God damn! Well, I know, I know from just from Man U and and Spurs, it's like thirty six. Yeah, because like Spurs are paying them sixteen, and then Man United paid them twenty, or they are paying them twenty. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then he left Chelsea midseason, didn't he, or something like that? The second, like his... Yeah, sacked midseason, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's... Even he's got sacked, I'm sure he's okay with that little paycheck he received. <laughs> it's really weird that Florentino went on uh, Chiringuito for that interview. <laughs> yeah. And if you listen to it, um it was just kind of weird listening to him like he made it seem like they're like the victim in this and you know he needs to save football like he's trying to he just made it sound like he's the hero and like 16 through 24 year olds don't watch football and like how realistically how many 16 through 24 year olds are really watching before um (laughs) i don't know some of the points he brought up were kind of interesting to me yeah, he's he's kind of crazy interview, honestly, in my opinion. He's he just kind of was attacking a couple people as well, and was like, "Dang, like where, like where did all this come from?" Honestly, 
he tried to throw like a little slide that they might sign Mbappe too, which I'm not gonna lie, kind of scared me a little, and it still scares me a little bit. But well, he hasn't renewed at PSG. What's up? He hasn't renewed his contract at PSG. He has or he hasn't? He hasn't. Yeah, yeah. He expires so, next year. PSG keeps saying that like he that he's gonna renew, and but where's the signature? You know. <laughs> oh, also, um, David Alaba signed the. Supposedly, this is an agreement with Real Madrid. Now he hasn't put the pen to paper just yet, but it's the signature supposed to be coming in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I mean, that's an interesting. interesting. I mean, you have to wonder if they're gonna continue with Ramos, especially the way that Nacho, Militao have been performing, and then now you had Alaba, right? So, I mean, I don't and know. If... Hence, Flake terminating at, at Bayern at the end of the oh, season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We that was that was big news, and I think. I think he'll go to Germany, but I'm sure he has yes. options, right? Most likely, because I mean he's worked there before, and and Lowe's leaving after the Euros. I think isn't it after the Euros? What's up? Isn't isn't the the Germany coach leaving after the Euros this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lowe, and he was actually Lowe's assistant. Um, yeah. For I think it was a while, maybe like eight years or something. And so the success he's had at Bayern, I feel like once you have that success at Bayern and that Germany, I mean, how often is that Germany spot going to open up? So, I mean, if for him, if that opportunity is there, you just got to take it. And I think it begs the question, who's going to take over at Bayern, which is, which is huge. The, the room, uh, one of the biggest rumors is Nagelsmann, just, just out of pure quality and uh, turning down the Bayern job for a German coach is kind of difficult. Because in Germany it doesn't get bigger than that, obviously. So, um, I that's that's a be an interesting story to follow over the next couple of weeks. Man, Germans really kind of they kind of they're comfort like they stay kind of like in their comfort. Not only say they stay in their comfort zone, but like they're kind of comfortable being in like in their own country, you know? Yeah, like I, mean, I feel like you see a lot of. Um, I mean, I guess you see it other places too, but you just see like one coach jumped from like uh hoffenheim to uh i mean you saw it with um with nagelsmann from hoffenheim to leipzig and i mean i wouldn't be surprised to see you know the next jump to bayern and um a couple other coaches have, have taken that i think kovac did before he left dortmund and yeah so i guess it's i i guess german football in general is kind of similar the whole gigging pressing model and um, I think they're very proud of it, so I think that's part of it. Yeah. And then, well, what else? Well, I mean, Flick kind of, I don't mean, at least with, with Joachim Lowe, I mean, they kind of had like a a long period, you know, like they haven't cut his, his project short. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's also like a long-term job for him, so I mean. Yeah, I think this is a time for him to step down, especially like the last couple of failures he's had and getting smashed by Spain. I think it, a lot of people seem to be uh, in Germany just expecting this, I guess. But it looks like Inter uh, are leaving the Super League, supposedly from the New York Times. Yeah, that's, that's done. There's the first Italian team. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything anything else you guys needed for today? Anything you wanted to bring up? The coverage was in Mourinho, Alaba, Super League. Uh, you know the La Liga. I mean, we didn't talk about it too much just because of the Super League news, but I feel like that's what's covering everyone's mind. Chelsea, Chelsea tied again today. Oh yeah, yeah they did play. <laughs> yeah, they tied. 
Right. So I mean that that's it's getting tough. Top four, the Premier League. Yeah, they have to be At West Ham. spot. What was that? They have to be West Ham, like, because it's basically those two fighting for the top four. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You guys yeah. are. Are you guys tied for fourth, or are you guys in fifth? I think they might be in fifth. Yeah, they're in fifth. After today's tie. Oh yeah, you guys are tied for fifth or for fourth and fifth with West Ham. Oh. Oof. Liverpool two points behind. It's getting cheeky. Yeah. I think what's uh, I think Spurs aren't that far behind either, aren't they? Yeah, they're five behind. Oh yeah. No. Chelsea. Yeah. I wonder who will take over there, but I'm sure it might be in like an assistant coach or something. Yeah, at least for the for the remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. For next season, I don't know. That would be it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Probably, I don't know. I don't see a lady taking over that club. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah, I think we can just go ahead and wrap it up there. Um, you know, it was just a, a quick episode just to kind of talk about the whole Super League drama. It's, like I said, it's hard to focus on the other news when I feel like this is just consuming everything and uh, you, you're waiting for, like, the next piece to drop um, on news. But, you know, hopefully with this out of the way soon we can just kind of focus back on the game right um you know those title races are closing up the season's closing up and it's gonna be an amazing finish yes sir it's gonna be exciting to watch hell yeah well yep well i appreciate you boys hopping on with me uh today just special day you know for all of us Alrighty, boys. Well, uh, thanks for having me on, and hope you guys have a good night. Hope you guys have a good night. There you guys. Thanks, guys.